That's not fucking me. I'm not touching that. It was piss on the wall? Jizz. Jizz. Straight up. <laughs> fucking jizz on a wall. Sorry, I hold heard- up. The topic is poop, piss, blood, or jizz. <laughs> we got to keep Yeah, adding. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I worked in a gay bar at one point in California. I had to fucking deal with that shit all the time. All <laughs> but the not time. you. All but the time. I'm like, I'm not doing this. You guys have to. I'm not cleaning that jizz up. You guys got to fucking clean that shit. But I ain't do- trying to get fucking pregnant. Working overtime. Serve beer at a Bushwick diet Just trying to stay alive But it's so damn hard But I will not worry Though life ain't going as I planned I heard it be hard But it's so much harder Welcome in and welcome under. Welcome back. Welcome to Under the Apron, the podcast that deciphers what cats are saying and whether or not it's problematic. Uh, I'm here with Dr. Cat Michael Cat Fondler. Uh, Mike, how are the cat markets today? <laughs> I'm sorry. What was my last name again? Dykel. Dykel. I said Dykel. Michael. <laughs> Dykel Michael Cat Fondler. <laughs> if you don't call me Dykel for the rest of the episode, we're in a fight. I'm going to call you Dykel for the rest of your life. <laughs> how you feeling mike uh i'm doing well man doing very well um just up at the house uh you know messed around in the garden this morning with my wife you know got Ooh. some dirt between my nails hell yeah yeah how you doing man uh well so uh full disclosure i am hung over as shit i went to a a friend of mine's birthday party last night shout out steve malcolm happy birthday uh thanks for ruining my morning um <laughs> And our, our our guest, who we'll introduce in a second, uh, were, closed the bar last night. So she's also struggling. So we're a struggle bus. Dr. Dykel Michael Capfondler is covered in dirt. So we're 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 starting off on a on a good uh, step. But yeah, no, I'm doing good, man. I had a lot of fun last night, and I'm about to go to my favorite weekend of the year, which is my buddy John Boo. Shout out John Boo, representing autism, um, who. Uh, uh every every year for his birthday we go out to this river in uh uh, uh, new york slash pennsylvania and we take acid and we we float down the river together so it's gonna be a fun weekend but first get this episode in and we're gonna have some fun so uh i'm gonna introduce our guest to be honest we don't know each other all that well we're co-workers at a, a bar together um we've worked together a handful of times but uh i I've seen her around uh, and always have enjoyed her as a person. And I also thought she just seems like somebody who would have a, a unique, interesting perspective. Um, and we make sure we made sure to get her at her most tired and in bed. So uh, with that being said, welcome to the show, Jesse Rodriguez. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> How you feeling, Jesse? I'm good. I'm, you know, of course, I'm just tired of been got home at like 5 a.m so i only slept like maybe five hours so yeah i'm feeling uh, good i'm drinking my my coffee i'm okay i'm surviving (laughs) 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 this is making me think of like a bit we could do we can like uh interview people pre-shift 
and then at four, um, at five in the morning, like post yeah, them, fuck like, yeah, ask them, ask them the same questions pre and post. Hell you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could be an interesting bit <laughs> yeah well no because it's just like they do the vi- they do the videos with uh this is me after one beer this is me after five yeah. beers and then it's like this is me and it just like vomits and it's like 12 beers um but uh jesse how long have you been working at alligator uh not even a year wow i've only i started working uh, at Alligator, pretty much like right after Halloween, this past Halloween in okay. 2020. Were you already um, living in the Were you already living in the city? Yeah, I'm born and raised here. So, okay. um, yeah, I was already living in the city. I was working at a tequila bar before I was a Gator, which is a night and day situation. So I I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I mean, literally night and day. Yeah. Was the Was the the, the tequila, what did you say was a tequila bar? Yeah, it was a tequila bar. It was, uh, I wouldn't consider it a chain. It had like four locations, but um, it was a Dos Caminos. Do you know Dos Caminos? I've heard of it. They had like a location in meatpacking, which is where I worked. Oh. And it was, Jeez. I know, it was a fucking shit show <laughs> all the time. I have so many horror stories like <laughs> working there because I was a bartender and a server there. Oh, it was just horrendous, and I couldn't be happier. I quit so fast the second that I got hired on Gator. Hell yeah! Um, I didn't even give him like a two week notice. Like I literally said, like two days before, I'm like, I'm leaving. Fuck you! Fuck you! Yeah. Fuck you! Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I never bartended in the meatpacking, but I club promoted it in, in meatpacking like 15 years ago. Which I mean is it, it, maybe the douchiest thing you could do. But that neighborhood <laughs> is the worst fucking place i mean i, I don't know if it's, it's changed but worst. it's it absolutely worst. the worst place i've ever been i've like, had the worst type of people i've seen i've met a lot of celebrities there but i've just had the worst type of customers in my entire life i like, feel like you just said the same thing twice i did yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was worse bartending uh, at that place or serving because my assumption would be serving, but that could be my personal preference. I would not want to serve ever again. I'm <laughs> happy. Enough. Yeah, I'm happy enough. Like closing that door. Yeah. Oh, fuck it's right. Fucking horrendous. Yeah. There, there yeah. are people who've been on this show who've said that they prefer. I think Chris even said, although Chris didn't really bartend that much, said said that they they prefer waiting tables. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? I don't want to. I don't. See how For that what? could possibly be a thing. You can, you can kiss ass and then you have to work for a tip that might not even show and then have to fucking give people lemons for their fucking water all the time. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly how I felt about it. I only I only lasted serving about a year and a half. And then as soon as a bar thing was available, I took it and never looked back. Yeah. I served for fucking 10 years in a bunch of different places. And then like, the sec- and the whole time I was like, I know I'd be better as a bartender than a waiter. And then the second I got behind the bar, I was like, oh, yeah. it, was su- it was such a relief. I think because yeah. I did 10 years of wait- of serving, like other people come into bars that I work at as, as coworkers and they're like, they complain and bitch about the job. And I'm just like, you don't know how bad it could be. I think most of those people who get really fucking cranky about, about the jobs that we have now have never waited tables or like didn't do it long enough to realize how much better it is 
in our in our situation. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it, it's a whole different perspective. Like if you bartend first and then start serving, you it's very hard to adjust rather than serving and then bartending. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was already bartending since I was 21. Freshly 21, I was already bartending. And then I had this type of personality from years of bartending and then started serving and it was the most hardest thing. I kept getting complaints that I was just too aggressive sometimes. <laughs> oh my God, I used to get complaints all the time because I used to just speak my mind. Yeah. And yeah. I used to get like written, uh, what are those fucking, when they write you off, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah, like a citation. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. like the restaurant yeah. will give you a warning. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking, <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. It is. Uh, but dude, we've never even talked about that. I don't know, Mike. If, have you ever worked at a place where they do that, where they give you like citation slips, if they like as a warning, where like they write it out? Yeah, yeah. There was. There, I think at the cellar we had we had like a write up situation, which it was funny because that was write -ups. yeah write ups. Yeah, like everyone. I feel like servers would get them a lot, but like bartenders would never. Like we kind of we kind of got away with everything because we were like we had more responsibilities we were answering the phones and dealing with reservations so they had incentive to keep the the bartenders happy but yeah servers man like they would get written up for like over serving tables and fucking all this dumb shit like people coming in you know panicking it's like there's there's their second week and they're like i've been written up already and i'm like everything's fine like just chill out and like i think they were they were more suggestions of a write-up yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Again, but I'm sure if there was someone they really wanted to get rid of, they could say, well, here's your here's your list of write-ups from the past two years, you know, or whatever. Pretty, pretty fucking lame. It just seemed like the most unnecessary, like, and then you had to sit down with the manager and they'd be like, you're just like, in this like weird corporate, almost like legal way where they're like, I just, we need to make sure that you understand that you're being written up because between the hours of 7.30 and 7.45, your shirt wasn't entirely tucked in um, so you're going to have to sign here and put like your thumbprint down. It's like, who, who is this for? Just tell me to fucking tuck my shirt in. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, man. Like, I, I, that's the worst. Anyway. I mean, it's the, it's the physical manifestation of everything we were talking about in the last couple episodes with management. Oh yeah. No, it's the, the literal, it's literally what we've been talking about on paper. Brutal. It's just like annoying fucking brutal micromanaging, you know, brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, also, uh, we were joking. This is not a podcast about cats. This is a podcast that exposes the underbelly of the service industry. Check us out on TikTok. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out. Check us out. Check out the cats. Tell them. Tell them what you're saying, or tell us what they're saying. Um, and on that note, uh, we're gonna jump into story time. Uh, and so, Jesse, the floor is yours. What's the story you got? I like look down and I could like see the inside of my leg basically. I will never suck your dick. <laughs> I wound up watching Back to the Future getting fucked up with Doc Brown. As he like sits her on the stool, and no joke, she shit herself. Oh like no! Dude, the story's crazy guys. It's story time. Um, so this is one that I, uh, I remember fondly, but it also was like burned in the back of my skull sometimes <laughs> that um, I don't know if any one of you guys have ever experienced like 
meeting a celebrity or having a celebrity come to a bar. Um, I have, and this one was definitely very interesting. So I worked in a tiki bar and I can't fucking for the life of me remember the, the name of this bar, but it was famous because it always has like this pirate car in the front of it. And it's like a go-kart situation. And a lot of people go there for like the fish bowls and all that shit. This is in New York? And this was in New York. I think it's either West Village or East Village. I can't remember where. But I only worked there for like maybe two weeks before I quit because I was like, no fucking way am I doing this. Uh, <laughs> I used to get an actor that used to come there as a regular he used to be there like every other fucking day. And it was uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from fucking show me the money line, uh -huh. you know? Uh, he was there every other day. And I was still like in the beginnings of training, quote unquote. And he would be there. He would be out of his fucking mind already sometimes. <laughs> he would sometimes be there chilling. And he's drinking a shit ton, but he'd go to the bathroom for a considerable amount of time and then come back and then be kind of like spazzed out or like kind of riled up. And there was no doubt in my mind that he was probably fucking doing drugs and then coming back. Uh, but there was situations that he would drink. And even when I first met him, I said, hello. He, he introduced himself. I told him that I was new. I just started and stuff because he said, I don't recognize you. And he met me and I was like, well, going to shake his hand. I'm like, hello, my name is Jesse. Nice to meet you. I love your movies. <laughs> All that stuff. The typical fucking cheese cliche lines, right? Uh -huh. And he grabs my hand. He, he kisses my hand and like a very, very cheesy gentlemanly thing. And then he fucking decides at that moment to fucking suck and lick the top of my fucking hand <laughs> as a hello. and i'm like uh fucking excuse me <laughs> and he's like well you know like i'm just showing you love like i'm just trying to say hello i'm like by sucking the top of my fucking hand bro uh, like, why are you doing this to me and i rinsed my hand I just let it be, and I just, you know, sexual harassment in a bar, <laughs> unfortunately, is way too fucking common that I'm, like, desensitized at this point. Yeah. Um, and I just washed my hand, and I just kept on working. And then there was another, that later on that night, he was still there. He was there for, like, four fucking hours. And he i was leaving the bar to grab something and he like grabbed my waist oh and i'm like okay because he was getting already fucked up he was already fucked up there was another bartender there another female bartender there and he like grabbed my waist and i'm like okay this is getting out of fucking hands <laughs> and uh i didn't have security yet because it was still the fucking daytime so I was there just by myself with another bartender there. And I told her about it. And literally, I swear to God, she almost seemed like it was like normal. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, he does that sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> why are we fucking saying that this is OK right now? Like he like and I ended up 
basically saying like, I can't serve you anymore. Like you're one, you're touching me inappropriately. And two, you're just beyond fucked up. Like I can't, you gotta leave. And this kind of stuff, he ended up coming back the next day. He didn't say anything to me, kept drinking. But then he uh, was, there was another bartender there and it was at night and he ended up like fucking grabbing this girl's ass. And I'm like, this is, and thankfully the fucking security was there and they kicked him out. Good. Nice. And yeah, this is the type of shit. This is, uh, that's my story with that. That's my interesting experience with a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, coming, coming from a, coming from a and fucking weird. I'll never forget he, that he licked my hand. Like, I'll never forget that. That's literally engraved in my mind. Because he was really going in. He went in. <laughs> like, full back tongue action. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you walked away with shiny knuckles, like, straight oh, up. Jesus Christ. I was going to say, I, I'm glad to hear that, that security kicked him out, because... You know, not not that yeah. I, you know. I can't think of any instances. Oh, I'll put it this way: like when I worked at the cellar, like we very, very much catered to celebrities because there were so many coming in all the time. Yeah. But there was never an instance. You know, and I guess I can think of some instances where certain comedians were were definitely inappropriate with servers, where that shit just fucking has to slide by. You know? Yeah. And like even hearing stories about like other servers telling other servers, like, yeah, that's just you know, which is like fucked but um I'm, like i said i'm glad glad to see that that place is like fuck that you know we don't give a shit yeah. if you're i mean he just right like literally last year he just did a settlement for three girls that sued him for sexual harassment good and, and, one, right. woman that, okay. and one woman that took him to court for rape jesus so, yeah, I, a, and I'm like, they're fucking right because I had firsthand experience just from something as simple as saying hello, and he already was acting beyond inappropriate. Yeah, yeah Jesus. I felt assaulted by him when I watched the movie Radio. That movie was <laughs> fucking terrible. That was eye assault. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, uh, funny enough, we we did a, a like a series of bartenders telling stories that that wasn't the podcast. It was just like clips of it. And one of our friends had a uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. story also. It wasn't about him being shitty. It was about his girlfriend who was Robert De Niro's uh, daughter. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, it was at some point, I guess. And 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 our buddy Janelli, who did the podcast, uh, told a story about how she met him one night and he came to her bar the next night. And she was like, what the fuck? What is Cuba Gooding Jr. doing here? And he was with... Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, daughter, and she like tried to like basically fight Janelli because she's like, "Who is this fucking stupid bitch?" And it's like, dude, so uh, fuck you, nice Junior. <laughs> fuck the movie radio, and uh, I'm glad he's getting uh, his his just desserts. <laughs> yeah, Laurent, Laurent, make sure we're not following him on TikTok, dude. Uh, I, 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 we're going to, and then we're going to send him a clip of, of uh, Jesse saying that he's a sexual harassing piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Cuba. Uh, all right. More, more like right Cuba, more like Cuba batting, Junior. Come on. Oh, come on now. I dated Meryl Streep's daughter. Welcome back <laughs> to the funniest podcast about cats. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move into our uh, our new favorite topic, 
bring your own Yelp review. <laughs> uh, hopefully by the time this comes on, we'll have a little jingle uh, for it, Michael. Um, yeah, I gotta, gotta figure that one out. <laughs> I'll help you out. So um, who, I sent you guys the ones to read. Jesse, just so you know, when you read it, uh, that you're supposed to read it as though you're the customer. Um, who wants oh my to go God, first? that is so fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> absolutely do that. Are you kidding me? And, and then we're gonna we're all gonna judge whether or not the Yelp review is valid or not. Okay. All right. Oh, wait, am you? I doing it right now? Yeah, you can go first, sure. Oh Let's do shit. It. All right. So fun. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me get in that that mentality right now. Okay. If I could give this zero stars, I would. What are my chicken tenders? I've been here for years and deserve a lot of respect. How dare you? That was very nice to me, showing me the true respect I deserve. I've been bullied my whole life. And it's nice to have people who actually care for me once in my life. My father disowned me. My father is a traitor. My mother disowned me. My father is a traitor. But the steak was decent, I guess. <laughs> and I can, except for the chicken, R.I.P. <laughs> chicken tenders, you were a real friend and helped me through my lonely life. I'm never coming here again. From John. <laughs> All right, well, my... But how, wait, how many stars did he give it? One? One. He would give it zero if he could. Right, if I I'll could give it zero, I would. <laughs> all right I'll, my my first thought though judging by the um the gushy nature of how many life details this person's gotten their chicken tenders didn't show up but it sounds like at least nine drinks have shown up which yeah, they yeah, didn't exactly. you know what i mean like <laughs> they sound like they're fucking hammered <laughs> yeah that's that's a that's a good shout this guy probably was just sitting at a, to a table alone drinking and then thinking about all this trauma and then was like how can i who can i talk to about this nobody will fucking talk to me yelp will talk to yelp. me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a great yeah. performance jesse that was a great performance thank uh, you thank you thank you the the one thing about these reviews is like they're so over the top that i can't tell if they're real but let's <laughs> for, for the sake of the segment Let's assume that that's a real person writing a real review, in which case, sir, if you're listening, betterhelp.com. Uh, it's pretty affordable therapy. Um, and, and maybe don't eat chicken tenders anymore, you know? Yeah, and, I, and I've heard that they have a text version of that BetterHelp now, too, since he seems more comfortable yeah. in the comment section, you know? Pretend you're yelping, but do it to a therapist. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go invalid on that one <laughs> invalid, invalid 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 needs uh needs mental help okay <laughs> uh wonderful performance by jesse uh, mike you want to go second or you want me to go yeah sure <clears throat> all right uh you know it's funny i read this one before and i didn't read the title until now sorry the name of the restaurant until now which i think is even more hilarious it's called cafe gratitude this is in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, yeah, so this is Gigi. I'm GGS okay. from Los Angeles. Um, uh, one star. <laughs> I am a service freak. And in this city of self-absorbed self hipsters, it's difficult to find a place that acknowledges the blood in your veins. Ooh. I imagine this place would be kind, I guess maybe because of the gratitude, uh, I imagine this place would be kind, but they are quite the opposite. 
I actually considered applying for a job since it seems to be the perfect environment for broody individuals void of soul or compassion. What? <laughs> Wait, hold a second. I actually considered applying. Oh, okay. So she's calling herself. Okay, let's. We'll get back to that. Is there no? Is there no refuge in the city? Yeah, I'll come back. The food is decent, and because of that, I'll check back in to see if they can master the apparent difficult task of having attentive staff. There it is, GGS. This this one feels real. I'm thoroughly convinced that people literally go to restaurants and bars for free therapy at this point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, Because the amount of emotional attachment towards a service is just a little out of control and i get that times are fucking expensive but don't use a restaurant or a bar to get therapy you know what we should you know what we should implement actually is uh because it's so often that customers will come up and just share every fucking thing with you as though you're their therapist um and obviously share it with yelp too we should implement a, a therapy tax we should all get like uh you know some sort of whatever certificate from the city that says that we're like quasi uh therapists or or social workers and if you once you start talking about your issues that's totally fine but now we're billing you for therapy tax and it's every half an hour you get another bill and it's about the same as uh as betterhelp.com so you can either yeah. talk to us or go to a therapist online <laughs> <laughs> I can see, I can see like a tape, you know, a table asks for their check, you know, and at the end, like they, they come up to like, excuse me, what are these, what are these three charges? Like, oh, that was your buddy who kept on going up to the bar instead of ordering from the bar, uh, ordering from the server. They were, they were talking the bartender's ear off. So that's the, uh, yeah. Therapy therapy charges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys. So just, you'll notice at the bottom of the bill, uh, there's about a $25 charge because you've been fighting at the bar this whole time. And we, uh, so we're now dealing with a domestic abuse issue. Um, if you'd like to come in next week and make an appointment with us, that's fine. But just so you know, right. it's 25 extra dollars. Um, yeah. that's yeah. also the couples. That's the couple. That's actually work. a fucking bargain though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it already is a bargain, but at the, at the, at this point we're only getting $5. So we might as well fucking chuck in a little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I actually, I wanted to be a therapist. I was I went to school for uh, psychology, and I I was that was my my path. And then I realized that I didn't want to, and now I'm realizing that that's exactly what the fuck I became. But I'm getting paid like a quarter of the price. <laughs> I became a therapist. What? Fun fact: I myself, I'm actually a student for therapy right now. I'm nice. going to school for therapy. Uh, nice. So an alligator lounge. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now at Hunter College right oh, now. But, uh, yeah, I go to Hunter. And nice. yeah, I'm in school for, ther- for to be a therapist, but that's not like the end goal. I right. actually, uh, I want to be a sex therapist. Oh, nice. Yeah, I want to be the next, I want to be the next Ruth Westheimer. What's her name? That freaking 80 something year old Austrian. Dr. Ruth. Woman. Yeah, Dr. Ruth. <laughs> Dr. Ruth. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. She, is, she is the goal. <laughs> she was the shit, man. She was, I mean, and so She's ahead of her time. Too. Chicken. She's chilling. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so invalid. Yeah. Invalid. Invalid. I also, invalid. I also just quickly wanted to point out that she says that she she is um a, a clear on the fact that she is devoid of soul and passion, compassion. Because she says, I considered applying for a job here since it seems to be a perfect environment. 
for broody individuals void of soul or compassion. So it seems like she knows. <laughs> she she knows exactly what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like she might have autism. Uh, all right. Uh, invalid. Invalid, invalid. Okay. Uh, here's mine from Ross. One Ross. star. The entire kitchen and waitstaff saw an ice cream truck and ran outside, leaving me alone in the restaurant for te- for 10 minutes. Then they all came back with ice cream cones. I still can't believe this actually happened. No, but if you're going to go out for ice cream, you got to at least check in before you go out for ice cream. Quickly check your tables. Also, don't all go out at the same fucking time. That's ridiculous. (laughs) You don't leave what? You don't leave the customer. If this is accurate and she was like, this customer was the only person in the restaurant and the whole staff went out for ice cream, that's fucking insane. So I'm going to go valid on that one. Valid, valid. All right, all right. All right. Okay. Um... Moving right along, then. Uh, Jesse, do you want to do some sex therapy on me and Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could always, I could always try. Just tell me what your problems are. I can't just like start telling you. You got to tell me a problem. Well, our, our biggest problem. I feel like me and Mike, our sex is pretty good, but uh, the the problem is just that we're it's mostly over Zoom. You know what I mean? So maybe <laughs> I think I figured it out. We gotta just we just gotta do it in person more. Yeah, Listen, it's, more, uh, more in person, please. Yeah. No, no cyber sex is boring. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still a fresh relationship. We're uh, yeah. we're still working out the we're still working out the kinks. Hey, <laughs> um, well, thank you for that, Doctor uh, Rodriguez. And uh, so, all right, we're gonna move on to uh, our favorite favorite for the blah, 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 chat roulette. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, topic roulette, topic roulette, Jesus Christ, and the hangover is kicked in. Uh, topic roulette. <laughs> if you're not familiar at home with what topic roulette is, Jesse has come prepared with a topic about the service industry. We've come prepared with a topic about the service industry. We're going to bring it up and talk about it for eight minutes, and then move on to the next one. So, Jesse, you want to go first or second? I'll let you guys go first, just so that I can warm up mine. Okay, sounds good. Mike, you do you want to introduce this one? Sure. Uh, yeah, today's topic is, wait, my wife gave me a good suggestion. Oh, um, uh, puke, poop, or throw up? No, no, puke. No, no, no. Poop, poop, pee, poop, pee, or puke? Wait, yeah. is this about the service industry? <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. After you hear our stories, they might, it might, it might <laughs> jog something. It might jog something up. This is still the sex therapy session. Um, I feel like no. I'm just watching, reading, listening to a two girls in one cup situation. Yeah, exactly. This, yeah, this is the audio book for two girls one cup. That's why I have my screen ready back here. Um, no, but uh, so the question is: Have you ever had to clean up puke, poop, or piss or blood? In- Absolutely fucking not. Never. <laughs> Never. I ref- I get to a point that. I refuse. I will fucking refuse. I will literally drag my manager out at, or contact them. Like I am not, I'm not cleaning this shit. Hell yeah. Hell no. There's a, there, you gotta draw a line. You gotta draw a line. I know <laughs> bartending. Sometimes you, there's like, sometimes the morals just fucking delve a little to the fucking left, but there's gotta be some boundaries. Vomit, puke or piss or blood. Hell fucking no. The diseases, bacteria, just, disgusting draw a line draw a line in the poop 
Hell yeah. And oh, yeah. anything, any yeah. bodily fluid. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's just drawing lines. I've seen, I've seen piss on a wall and I was like, that's not fucking me. I'm not touching that. It was piss on the wall? Jizz. Jizz. Straight up. <laughs> fucking jizz on a wall. Sorry, hold up. The topic is poop, piss, blood, or jizz. <laughs> we got to keep Yeah, adding. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I worked in a gay bar at one point in California. I had to fucking deal with that shit all the time. All <laughs> but the time. not you. All but the time. I'm like, I'm not doing this. You guys have to, I'm not cleaning that jizz up. You guys got to fucking clean that shit. But I ain't you, trying to get fucking pregnant. You couldn't yeah. find, you couldn't, you couldn't find any customer to clean it up? Yeah, no Come one. On I don't think anyone's Come really on. licking. I, I don't think anyone's into licking the walls. But Desi, you're, don't be homophobic. You can get uh, impregnated by some gay cum <laughs> from the <laughs> walls. <laughs> I will not get impregnated by this gay cum on the wall. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers will swim on you. I feel like. You know, they'll fucking start swimming. They'll start swimming on your body and it'll be like something out of the fucking alien just coming out of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, uh, this, Laurent, this episode is going to be ripe for clips for TikTok. Oh, I think so, for sure. <laughs> just, it's just a clip of us going... <laughs> Gay, blood, tish. <laughs> come, come, come. Dr. Ruth, come, come. Lick the walls. The sperm swims. <laughs> um... But Jesse, do you work any shifts or have you worked any like daytime shifts at Alligator? No, I've never worked a daytime shift at Gator. I've always it, worked the night ones. When you're alone, because this is what, what's happened to me a couple of times. I have, a, I have a separate story for this topic that's not about Alligator. But Alligator is the place where the most often somebody has thrown up either in the bar or usually. And fuck you, America, for this. In the sink next oh my god the sink, the sink is just the worst why would you throw up in the sink it's next to the toilet what wow. the fuck are you doing I think some people in their mind when they're about to puke they're like i know i have to puke right now but i refuse to put my face next to a toilet mm, even sure. though they're about to fucking chuck their cookies right on a sink which is pretty much as dirty as a toilet so right. they're, I think they're, they, it's a pride thing. They're like, I need to throw up with dignity. That's, so a, selfish, that's a selfish thing, though. Like, I, yeah, I yeah. get it. It's fucking disgusting. Trust me, I've chucked my head in a, in a dive bar toilet because I've had to vomit before. It's not fun. And, you, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens health wise. But you I think it actually improves throwing uh, up, especially if you're having a hard time. No, no, I know. I'm just saying because your head's in a dive bar, to, dive bar toilet. But uh it's my responsibility. I put myself in this position that I'm throwing up. So if it's if if it's the inconvenience of the toilet to the sink, I'm going toilet because I recognize that I'm going to fuck everybody else over if I throw up in the sink. I, I, that shit, it happens way too often. But anyway, so at Alligator, that happened a lot during the day. And when, during the day, there's nobody else there with you. There's not a bar bag. There's no security. I can't tell anybody else to clean that shit up. So there were a couple of times when I had to fucking, you know, swallow my pride and hold my nose and just put on some gloves and take a bunch of paper towels and clean out a full sink of vomit. That happened a handful yeah. of times. And it's pretty brutal, man. That shit will do not throw up in the sink, people. <laughs> yeah, don't throw be nice to us. Fuck We're already going you. through a lot. We're victims. We don't yes. need this. <laughs> one star. We'll not come back one again. Star. I deserve respect. <laughs> uh Mike, do you have any? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. The, so I have one. I'm just gonna quickly recap one that I told. I told this story on the pod the first time I appeared on the pod. Uh, you know, back in the day, Whoa. was the the I was getting ice at, at the sister our sister bar around the corner, and I walked through and I was walking back through the dancing crowd of people. This is in the Village Underground, and I'm walking back through the crowd of people with the two buckets of ice. And I felt something warm splash down my arm. And the, and the first thing I thought, the first thing I thought was, oh, I, I didn't know they did coffee drinks down here, right? Like I thought I thought I bumped into someone with like a fucking Irish coffee or something. And I get and as I'm getting to the stairs, I'm like, motherfucker. And yeah, I look down, there's puke all down my arm and like on top of the ice buckets. Yeah. Well, that's one. You know, obviously I had to clean that one up. That's one thing. But this one is on the, the funner side of things. When I was working at the sake bar in the East Village, um, I was working one night, and uh, there's a table full, like, five, six people. They were not enough. And um, I go into the bathroom. You know, it's towards the end of – they're about to leave, and I go in the bathroom, and there's puke, like, all over. Like, it's on top of the toilet. It's on the it's on the, it's, it's on the rim. It's on the floor. And it's only them. They're the only people in the bar. It has to be one of them. And and I and I just came out and I, I kept my cool, but I was like, y'all, um, I'm not mad. I'm not pointing any fingers. But if you guys could amongst yourselves figure out <laughs> figure out who puked in the bathroom all over everything, and if you guys could get it together to clean that for me, I would appreciate it. And one of them got up and he went into the bathroom, and then another one came and they checked it. And like everyone was coming out gagging and shit. Like the the the, the bar was very small, so like the room started to smell. And and finally, like I just sucked it up and came up with this like on the spot. I was like, "All right, guys, don't worry about it. You can leave it, but I'm adding an eighty dollar puke cleaning fee to your I bill." Fucking, oh, I love you for that. I love. And they that. were like, and they were like, okay. And the, and and the, uh, and everyone dished out twenties, and they and they gave me eighty dollars, and I cleaned the I cleaned the puke. There you go. That's smart. I was into oh that. God. Yeah. That's that's the fucking hustle right there. That's New yeah, York. Man. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man. Shit. Dude, I wish I wish I would have done that. Now you know what? Funny enough, I actually do remember one one puke story that I had. I love that this is turning to a puke story. Like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> puke segment. Uh, this was back when I was first baby bartender i was like 22 god bless me being 22 <laughs> uh and this at this time like patron cafe was like all the rage for some reason it's like, what was disgusting. This, like 2003 2002 uh I, no 2003 i was 13 years old so oh, no wow. <laughs> well i'll tell you what then the, the cafe patron thing was going longer than you think <laughs> no yeah no more 2013 gotcha. uh and this guy no it was like i was actually a girl it was a girl so she kept ordering shots because our bar used to do buy one get one free and fucking danger zone at any time that ever exists. Yeah. So she was getting cafe patrons all the fucking time. She was just getting cafe patron, cafe patron every like nonstop. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm not thinking about, Hey, let's like slow down the pace because obviously I was freshly there. I didn't know. I was just, I was the people pleaser. So I just kept, I kept giving it to her, giving it to her, giving it to her. And she literally kid you not, 
it was the probably one time I ever cleaned puke. She fucking exorcist projectile vomited all <laughs> over my fucking bar and the bottles. The bottles behind uh-huh. me. It oh. literally shot out at her fucking face. And I think I never saw anything like that in my entire life that oh, yeah. someone was actually capable of projectiling. Like oh, you yeah. see that shit in movies and you don't even think that's real, but it literally fucking happened. I thought it was, and I somehow missed it. And because I was just like, just had my back turned around and I was about to grab something and it just happened while I, right when I was about to walk towards it and I fucking ducked and she puked all over. She puked on my ice. I had to burn oh. my fucking ice. It was, a, oh, it was a whole shit show. And, uh, I, you know, and my manager was there and he just kicked them out pretty much. And it was during the day. It was the one, because it was the daytime and I had to clean the entire thing. It was fucking horrible, man. If, um, if you if you wind up getting puked on the bartender's ice, you should be automatically 86 from that bar. Like that's, that, that is I a never feat. saw her again, for sure. I never saw her again. But, uh, I also would probably, if I was in her position, just be too fucking embarrassed. Yeah. That's just the memory you just won't ever forget. Puking yeah, on my like, fucking ice. That was just terrible. Shows, shows you how, how badly the human body doesn't want Cafe Patron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no thanks. Uh, you know, first of all, gross. But also, uh, going back to what Mike said about the puke fee, I think we're really coming up with some stuff that can help the service industry. Put up a sign. If you vomit, it's $80. If you talk, yes. about, your, if you talk about your emotions, you're getting charged by the half hour. Well, let, let's start to add some, some, you know, some billing to this shit. Put it yeah. on the same, put it on the same a little printout that's at every bar or most bars that say, if you leave your card, there's a 20% service fee. We're going to close it out at the end of the night and give a 20% service fee. You know, I actually, saying? I actually think it would be, I mean, I don't know that people would use this obviously uh, as a real thing, but it would be a funny sign that maybe bars would put up like uh, the, the extra fees. And it's like, Forty dollars if you throw up. Twenty dollars if you talk about if you if you use us as a if therapist. You talk about like, your feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about your feelings. Thirty dollars if you like. <laughs> if you touch a girl, jail. Like I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, mommy, mommy issues. Eighty. Yeah, daddy. Daddy, yeah, yeah, all the, all daddy the issues. issues. One twenty. Like. It's like, even more expensive for Teddy. Fight with your girlfriend, domestic abuse. And like, and there'd be different bartenders for each one. Like, hi, I'm Jesse. I'm the domestic domestic abuse bartender. How we doing up here? Um, uh, so just to, to round us out here for the topic of roulette, uh, there was, there's one story that I've, I've never forgotten. Cause I, I obviously like in, in 15, 20 years of service industry stuff, I've, I've done it. I've seen it. I've cleaned it. Uh, maybe not come actually. So Jesse, you you got me on that one. But um, I, the the story that stays with me the most was I was waiting tables at this place and I was still like young and kind of green and trying to work my way up. So because these days I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not, I'd rather walk out the door than, than do this. But so I'm waiting tables. It's like a pretty slow day at the restaurant. There's maybe like five tables sat in the whole place. And at some point somebody goes, hey, what is that? And there's just like this little trail and and then it stops sometimes and then it starts up again and it looks like a little snail trail. And I'm like, at first we're just like, what the fuck is that? And then we decide, we think that it's vomit, but it's like, how is that vomit? Who like 
it, it was just put in such a specific, like small little lines across the whole restaurant that I was like, and then we realized it goes down to, cause the bathrooms in this place were downstairs. And so it follows the stairs downstairs. And then we're like, oh, that's not vomit. That's shit. Oh. And, and oh, this old no. lady had shit herself and had just slowly walked across the whole restaurant floor, kind of just trailing out like a, a little snail trail, a snail trail of old woman <laughs> shit across Dude. the whole fucking restaurant. And yeah. I was cleaning it up. They made me clean it up, which again, I'd be now I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not cleaning up old lady poop. Like, that's not my job. But I'm still cleaning it and I'm so angry. And as she comes back up slowly. Oh. And walks past me and, and smiles like, and in this like, oh, I think she might have dementia or something. Like clearly, oh. un, completely unaware that I'm cleaning her own poop in front of her. And she's like, oh, oh. and kept walking. And I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> so, and if if we had if that happened today, we'd be like, ma'am, hundred dollars for snail trail. Uh, it's on the sign. I don't know, Laura. I think if you had an old lady shit in the bar, a gator, and you were in that situation, you probably would still clean it. Probably, yeah. Old ladies, old ladies are are it's my weak lady, spot. Girl. The old lady yeah. does not. She's just a little lady shooting herself. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta follow follow the poop crumb poop crumb trail. That, that's right. That's the name of the episode, dude. <laughs> what was it, Hansel and Gretel? Yeah, yeah, Hansel, Hansel, Hansel Gretel, and Laurent follow Hansel, from trail. Hansel and Gretel shit herself. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we are now moving past that fucking topic. Uh, sorry, to everybody at home who's in their cars listening to this and about to throw up. Uh, yeah. I'm not sorry, man. These are good lessons. I'm not sorry, sorry at all. Truly, though, if you're <laughs> listening to this, don't throw up in the sink and don't shit on the fucking floor and don't come on the walls. Come on, people. Uh, all right, Jesse, it's your time for topic. Okay. What, what, what's the topic? So, uh, between sleeping with customers or sleeping with coworkers. Uh, what between? <laughs> between yeah. it? Wait, I guess what seems more fun in that sense? <laughs> <laughs> what seems more fun? It's sleeping with coworkers or sleeping with customers? Let's get I've the done ball both. Yeah. I've done both for sure, and both have have their good and bad for sure yeah uh well and, and overarching my... sorry go on go on oh no what were you gonna say i was just gonna say a thing this a, a similarity between the two of them is that you you can't escape them both now yeah they, they yeah. both both groups know where you work so that's a that's a huge factor you know what i mean for um, sure yeah i do i do think that like sleeping with Customers can seem a little bit more fun, but a more looser sense. But sometimes sleeping with a coworker can be more exciting, in a way, especially if there's good sexual chemistry. Yeah. Um, but definitely, at, in my younger years, when I had hope in my eyes, still, uh, I was at a point that I was sleeping with customers a little too much. Sure. That it was getting. It, this was like early twenties. It was getting to a point that I had five regulars that I had slept with at one point in the same bar at the same time. <laughs> uh, and they were all trying to talk to me. And this was a mix between men and women that I had slept with. Hell yeah. And mostly, mostly women, but maybe like a couple guys. And it was just very interesting, especially because all of them didn't know that 
I had slept with all of them at once at one point. <laughs> I think I slept. I think there was a time that I like slept with two at one day. Uh, freaking hope phase for sure, but no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I got more. It got more complicated when I slept with coworkers, though. If there was fucking problems, or if they started seeing somebody, I ended up feeling some type of way, and I will admit to that. I started feeling some type of way. Sure. Uh, or I get a little, or I got a little possessive. Sorry, Aries problems. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I got a little possessive, but sometimes when the sex is good, when you're getting, when you have really good dick game, that shit turns you psycho. That shit, <laughs> it hits, it hits a certain part that you never want to go back to ever again. That you're like, no, were you, that were shit you, is mine. <laughs> were you referencing yourself as having good dick game? That's it. I mean, I well, I think it goes both ways. I definitely have the dick game. I have ten dicks on my hands right now. I have ten dicks on my hands right now. <laughs> I don't Hell need yeah. a strap. I can still hit all the spots, I and it. I won't. And I can do more than one round. So there we go. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean though about it getting more complicated with. Uh, I know what you mean about it getting more complicated with coworkers. Um, I've talked about this on the pod before, but I found that the the, the coworkers that I wound up sleeping with, uh, that it worked out and there wasn't any bad drama were people who I was friends with to begin with. Cause it was sort of just like, you know, we're, it was just all us in our early twenties. We're all getting fucked up every night. And it would literally, literally, it, it, there's a few friends who listen to the pod. who are going to hear this, who know that I'm talking about them. But it literally got to the point. It literally got to the point where it'd be like, "Do you want to go fuck?" And like we would go and just just leave on that call and like go do that and like sometimes even come back to the bar. Um, That's low-key hot. That's low-key yeah, hot. Yeah, no, it's great. Plus, <laughs> plus those friendly ones. You know, if you're working in a place long enough, you know all those you know all those little secret hideaway spots to go sneak away and get get a quick little five minute something in it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, and that that shit that shit's fun, man. But yeah, then there's the times where it gets it can get dark. Um, but you know, in the end, they were probably my fault. So I'll take the heat. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking accountability. of speaking yeah. of word of the day, accountability. There you go. Speaking of come on the walls, Jesse, I've I've had sex in like every part of Alligator Lounge. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, so we've talked what's about your sex. favorite though. But what's the favorite? What's the OG? So spot? the 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 go to, but this is only when the place is closed down. Is the back room on in the, the little like uh, raised... the little lifted the raised area with the couch? Yeah, 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 <laughs> on that dirty ass couch. And then if you want to move it, couch. Then you move Fuck. it to then you move it to the table. Um, but anyway. So we've talked about this a bunch. And usually when we talk about sex in the service industry and with coworkers and with customers, we, I, we've talked about it with sort of like from the perspective of all the ways that it can go wrong. But I'm going to talk about it from all the ways that it can go right. Because let's be honest, it, it is a lot of fun. It's fucking, dude, crazy. Like when I was single and now I'm in a very loving and committed relationship and re shout out Natasha Tim, um, who I think, can, I think can hear me right now. But um, I love but my time. But when you're when you're young and you're you're single and you're bartending and there's like little hot fucking customers coming in and every once in a while there's a new hot coworker and you're like okay and then like 
So sometimes that shit goes down, like either in the bar or not in the bar. Um, and it's fun, man. It's a good time. So if you're if you're uh, look, wondering if you should become a bartender and you need to get laid, yes, you should come out here get 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 your get your wetness. But uh, I, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, in terms of what's better or worse, it's true. the 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 downside is this: either way, they know where you are, and. And if they get a little too invested in this, which can happen from time to time, that's an issue. Jesse, I've also had the same example of like a couple people at the bar at the same time who I'm hooking up with and be like, oh, hey, don't talk to each other. Don't talk to each other. <laughs> Put the music up louder. Um, but I, I would say, and this is more just from experience, that as far as like which one's better from the perspective of like which one's gone worse, it's the coworkers are worse because the coworkers are there all the time and you see you have to work shifts with them. And if it goes weird and it's gone pretty fucking weird for me two times, um, it's bad. Like a, a, a bad customer, like you, I, you can say, hey, listen, this isn't really working out. And I kind of prefer that you stop showing up on my shifts. Whether or not they do that is is a different thing. Yeah. But but it's a little bit easier to create a barrier with a customer than it is with your with your coworker. Um, so I I go customers are better. But I also just want to say because I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast. Truly, it's fun. It it, it was a lot of fun while it lasted, and it's a fucking yeah. it, it's a sexual. If you want it to be, and you got the right fingers on your hand, um, <laughs> then. It's you can you can have a, a blast. No, no pun intended. Um, so, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I, I just no, I just remembered a fun just just to go with what Laurent just said about like, have sex with your coworkers. It's fun. Uh, no, just there, there was this one server who we were kind of messing around for a little while. But one of my favorite things was when I was working in the Comedy Cellar bar. There, one of the service stations was like the same on the same shelf that we served our drinks through, you know, so the drinks would be coming through here. The service station was here, but you know, the server was facing the opposite direction. And whenever she would be at the, she would be at the, the service thing, I would poke my head in cause there was a little curtain so you can get to the back of the POS. I would, I would poke my head in and she would like show me her cleavage, like, over the uh, yeah, dude. It, that's it the best though. Sick, man. It was so much fun. That that's the best. It is true, and and also like if you, if it's with a coworker, you can kind of like I've done this before. Actually, add alligator. Uh, like sneak off somewhere and just get in like a quickie, like on a slow day, or like just tell the bar back, like yo, cover us for like five minutes. We got to go work on the keg real quick, <laughs> and just like go downstairs and and have some fun. It it's a blast. Well, it's fun while it's fun, but again, like the coworker. I think the difference for me is that. Coworkers, I think always because maybe because we knew each other a little better and saw each other more, caught feelings where customers seem to understand like I'm fucking a bartender. Like this isn't like this is just some fun throwaway shit. So yeah, that, sure. that where whereas for you, Mike, it sounds like everybody, the coworkers that you knew and had that with knew like you guys were all on the same page. Like we're just doing this because we're bored and we want to fuck. Yeah. And also I think they also just knew me better and they knew kind of what place in my life I was at, you know, or, or understood it to be like genuinely true. And I think that was part of like the, like the initial onset of it was just like, oh, well, this could just be a fun, like, you know, we get in, get out and, and we can all move on if we feel like it, you know? Hell yeah. You I, I do think that like, sometimes the idea of hooking up with a coworker is more fun because of the fact that 
there's like this element of being a teenager of doing something that you probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And you're almost like excited about getting caught. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Absolutely. There's that, that whole thing of like a little voyeurism, like you want someone to catch you in the act, even if that there's no like no consequence. Like I'm all for public sex. I think it's so fun. Like Hell the yeah. best fucking way to have sex. It's hands down the best way. Agreed. Uh, Been there. Uh, but yeah, with like coworkers, it's, it is a lot more fun, and it's you kind of feel like a little bit like a teenager, a little bit more. Oh yeah. What, I don't think that... I've ever fucked in a. I think okay. Well, this was like after closing. Like I hooked up with this one girl uh, at this gay bar in San Francisco, and there was a pool table there, and we fucked on top of the pool table. Yep. And it was the most romantic shit I ever experienced. And it was probably <laughs> the cleanest thing there. So, so yeah, those kind of things. And there was like no camera in that section. And it was just so great. It was such a fucking blast. And then we just did went you, about uh, our day the next day. Did you uh, did you punch the jukebox before you guys got on the pool table? And, like the perfect song started? <laughs> no, I wish they had a fucking jukebox. But Mel- no, it was Melissa Etheridge comes on. Um, all right. So, uh, also, also talk about like, in terms of like the, the, the coworker thing, like talk about what a nice respite from work too. Like just having a oh, little absolutely. flirtation, even the little flirtation is like, Oh, it's fucking gold. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So much Or fun. even a little like touching, flirting, all that stuff. It's, it's all all fun all good stuff i mean obviously coming is the best way but you know we'll get yeah. what we can get from yeah it. Put, it, put it put it on the walls uh, I, uh <laughs> some, some people some people come when they get touched you know it's true <laughs> I am, hi i'm michael <laughs> three, three stars i came when i got touched um okay so that's the end of topic roulette a little bit of throw up a little bit of come uh hope you enjoyed it um, one, one thing that I wanted to, to throw out there, and then we're going to move to the end of the show. Uh, and thank you, Jesse, for doing this. I know you're, you're tired. And, uh, so oh, no, I mean, I'm so wide awake now after all of these conversations, it's really live in my spirit. There's nothing to wake you up, like doing a podcast about come and throw up. Um, <laughs> so because you were coming off of a four o'clock closing shift it made me think about because i've mo- i've almost entirely done closing shifts at bars natasha my girlfriend mostly does like daytime or like the the swing and i i wanted to talk about like scheduling like for me as the nighttime bartender it's great because you're making the most money that you can out of any of the shifts at least at the bar that I, that we work at the nighttime shifts are always the best money shifts. And that's great. The downside is if you do it for a while, and I did it for years, like where I was working three, four shifts a, a week, it will fuck you up, man. Like like that getting up, going to bed at five, six in the morning, getting up in the afternoon on a regular basis. Also, not to mention the fact that there's there's a little bit more of an impetus to drink and get fucked up in the night shifts. Like, so I'm wondering how you guys feel about that and, and how, how that's like been a part of your life. Cause for me, I had to realize that the late night stuff was killing me 
and I had to cut down on my bartending chefs in general. So that, and and once I did, I started to feel a lot happier and a lot healthier because I wasn't in a bar until five in the morning every night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say for sure, I, even before I started, when, when I started bartending, I started with day shifts and because they didn't trust me enough to take night shifts yet. And honestly, it is a night and day situation physically really? and mentally. Um, I feel like I, if I was to prefer, I always prefer a day shift also because I feel like I can be more human at night, I'm just a fucking animal that I'm like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Like, you're not even human anymore. You're just like, give me your fucking money. Thank you. Okay, bye. Uh, <laughs> and and during the day, you can at least be a person, have a conversation, be like, hey, how's your day? How's work? How's, you know, how's your family? Have a whole ass therapy session with them. And, and it's chill. And you won't make as much money, but your mental health will fucking thank you for it. And your body will, and you'll be able to get at least a good night's sleep. Um, but night night shifts are fun and you make, you do make a shit ton of money. Yep. But at the same time, I've had to deal with the most bullshit uh, of everything when it comes to nights, even working Friday nights at Gator sometimes that oh, it yeah. just gets fucking ridiculous it gets Terrible. fucking crazy sometimes i'm like what is with people why are, why is everyone being animals yeah um but it's it gets a lot i've had a few moments but i always prefer the day day yeah. for the win at, at least in my age now i'm 33 now i can't fucking do it i don't got the stamina i do one friday night at gator and that sets me off for like a week yep i don't need <laughs> anymore <laughs> I, I work Saturday nights at Gator and I'm like, I would never be able to do this every single Saturday. It's crazy. It's even crazier. I, know. I worked that one Saturday and I was like, how are we doing this? Like, this is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. Day, day shifts for the win, for sure. Mike? Oh, yeah. yeah, I would say that the best schedule I ever had uh, was when I was working at the Saki Bar in East Village. It was I worked Mondays, and this was the only place I was working full time at the time. I was picking up shifts at the cellar for the majority of the time I was there, but I was working Monday, Thursday, and Friday. So I had Saturday, you know. So so say my work week's over, right? I had Sunday off, didn't have to be into work until five on Monday. Then I was off Tuesday, Wednesday. Had those two days to recoup. Those were my band nights, also. So I also got to, you know. Uh, play music two nights go out after rehearsal on wednesdays and then have until five to recoup before i had to go back to work to do my the, the, the thursday and friday at the sake bar were, were insanity like that was the the job that really like put me at the end of my rope with bartending in general like i was just so burnt out from you know the therapy sessions with the people the amount of drinking the, the cocaine all that the girls um but um yeah, I would say that, that, you know, in terms of like all those night shifts back to back to back, which I've done. Yeah, that that shit turns you into a new person. You know, you're you're and, and like you said, just about adapting to the night. You know what I mean? Well, at least that's how I took it. Like when you're when you're working on a Friday or a Saturday night, there's no option but to become the animal that you're dealing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to just stay in that pocket. Um but yeah, yeah. I would say night shifts if you got a little bit of space in between, but yeah, day shifts, hell yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff. 
Yeah, I, 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 the the problem is I, for me is like I I start like once you get, once you get the night shift money like Jesse I totally agree Saturday nights at Alligator are the motherfucking worst dude like the absolute worst um, but you know it's it's just like twice the amount of money that I can make on a day shift so I'm like it's it's a really tough balance with that because like I don't want to be doing it especially not anymore I'm an old ass bitch uh, but. You know, so anyway, it's interesting to think about, but, but truly for your mental health, you, you have to, you, at some point you have to start cutting that shit out because you can't be going to bed at six in the morning all the time. And usually kind of fucking drunk too. Like it just, it, unless you're cut from a very certain cloth that I am not, that shit will get into your blood. It'll get into your bone marrow. Like, you know, I, I was depressed, like straight the fuck up depressed for a while. And I didn't even realize it because I just got so used to a life where I'm getting up at 2 PM and drinking almost all the fucking time and being in a bar until five in the morning. No, that's just not what you're supposed to be doing as a human being. Yeah, it's not. It's that's anti circadian rhythms. Like that's the right. Exact opposite. <laughs> that is correct. All right. So, uh, we are going to move on to the end of the show, our favorite, favorite segment. Uh, and Dikey, Mikey, Cat, Fracino, you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah, we got it. Uh, yeah, so welcome to Christmas Marcellus Fast Five. We're kicking it old school today. We're going five. Um, for anyone listening and for Jess, if you don't know, the Fast Five is five rapid fire questions uh take no time just to think about the answer give me so briefly, a, mill- a millisecond yeah. first answer first thing that comes to your, your head okay all right christmas first five oh, all right you ready i'm ready shoot number one do you believe in life after love what do i believe <laughs> in life after love do you believe in life? Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah, go share. Oh, yeah. Uh, number, number two, Miley or Taylor? Taylor. Number three. <laughs> I love how you, I don't mind you, Wait. PSA, I don't fucking listen to either Miley Cyrus or Taylor. <laughs> that was... That was the full answer I wanted. Um, okay, so this one I, I wrote. This one I forgot to come back to to edit. Uh, so give me a second. <laughs> okay, you know how? Remember how like in ghosts? Um, you know how you know how like the, the no. you know how like in in you know in ghost myths like ghosts can't leave the earth if they have unfinished business. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, this is actually fucking perfect. I'm so glad you're getting this question, Jess. If a ghost told you it needed a finger in its butt to get to heaven. Would you finger a ghost? Fuck yeah, I would. It's the <laughs> fuck a ghost. <laughs> Dude, I, lo- I wrote this question for someone else who I didn't know, and then look at it, it worked out perfectly. Two weeks later, you get I would Unbelievable. fuck anything once as long as it's somewhat human. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's going to heaven this year. All right. <gasps> um, <clears throat> uh, question number four. Uh, whether it be a human... A animated, uh, inanimate object or an animal. What is the hottest Disney character? Oh fuck me. Okay, okay. Honestly, to me, the first one that I would think of is like the prince from Beauty and the Beast. He was just like 
the most hottest thing I ever saw in my fucking life. So you don't sure. mean the beast, not the beast. But, but but you know what, Disney character, yeah. But honestly, my first crush was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> there you go. Yes, dude. This is why. This is actually why I asked this question because my <laughs> wife's first crush was the Fox version of Robin Hood from the Disney movie. Oh, he was. I get it. He has the charisma. He has the riz. He exactly. Has the Fox riz, bro. <laughs> I love it. All right. And coming in at number five, if you had to get a tattoo of a celebrity's face today, who would it Fuck be? Me. Uh, what's his fucking name? Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucked up. Uh, On your hand. What's the fucking <laughs> actor that everyone's going crazy about? Uh, Army Hammer. From Mandalorian. Oh, oh yeah. uh, Pedro. Pascal. Fuck yeah. Right here on my fucking tip. Right <laughs> on top. I would get his face tattooed on my tip. Pedro Pascal? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal? Hell yeah. All right. Boom. There we go. This, All right, this has been by far the most sexual fucking podcast that we've ever done. Listen, I love it. when you're talking with me, I'll be your future fucking therapist. Let's so go. Fucking, okay, I'll give down. you my card. Come on down. <laughs> Also, Mike, I love that you've now gotten to a point where you're like almost like a stand-up comic, just working out your material on the podcast. Like, all right, so I don't have like a real question for you, but check it out. You know ghosts. What if you had to finger them? <laughs> just, you're just an open right. mic comic. Have you guys heard of Demi Moore? Do you know Demi Moore? Yeah. Have you heard about this? Can you think about this? Um, all right. Guys, this was a lot of fun. Jesse, you were fucking awesome. Um, what have we learned today? We've learned that uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is a piece of shit. We yeah. Don't come on the walls. Don't throw up in the sink. We've learned uh, you're going to get charged for therapy uh, and throwing up if you come to the bar. Uh, we've learned that Jesse has 10 penises on her hand. <laughs> we've learned a lot. Um, and... Uh, we we love you out there. Thanks for listening. Um, check us out on TikTok. Check us out on Instagram. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell a cowboy. Uh, and we are going to finish the episode as we always do with our guest telling either a joke or a quote. So Jesse Ziflor. Uh, honestly, I have just a very simple quote because I always feel like I live by it, and it was by Paul Rudd. I don't know if you've ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall, love fucking it. amazing film. There's this line that I always fucking love and I always live by. It's like, when life gives you lemons, just fuck the lemons and bail. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking life, the life motto of my entire life, always. Oh, yeah. When Hell you yeah. get fucking problems, just fuck it. Just fucking I, leave the situation. I love that. That's, that's such a good quote. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> I am from London. <laughs> um, all right. I say, uh, I say immerse yourself in fuck all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Immerse yeah. yourself in fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. Um, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Jesse, oh, yeah. thank you for doing it. Thanks for waking up early for us. Dykel, Very uh, always a pleasure. Um, oh, yeah. And thank you to everybody out there. We love you and we'll, we'll talk thank to you. Thank you. Bye. Love you, love you. Bye. Fuck you. Bye.
I have good pen dicks on my hands right now. Thank you.